Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. It's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. All right, and welcome, welcome to uh, yeah, a mini boss. Uh, this is gonna be really strange because uh, we're there's only two of us here, and no flagoon or or a guy named Joe because, well, apparently it's a guy named Joe's bachelor party tonight, and that's where they're hanging out. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> we'll see if they return. <laughs> Anyways, with that said, uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we have a, an interview lined up, and for some reason, my brain is completely uh, blinking on me, and I, I, I hope that this is going across. So, um, I don't I know. I love technical difficulties. Yeah. So, um, uh, it looks like our our call, our interview is calling in right now. So, I'm going to grab that. Um. Yes. So hold on. So uh, Kyle Shoup is uh, our interview tonight. So let's uh, bring him up. This is Dungeon Crawlers yeah, Radio. Hi, is this is Kyle. Kyle. Thanks for... Sorry. Hey, is this Kyle? Yeah, it is. Thanks for having me on. All right, great. Can Can you hear us really good? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Oh, All right, good. great. Well, we're doing this a little different. Normally, we have like headphones and everything, but we only have like my older equipment. So uh, we're listening through the speakers on my laptop. So it's a little off. So I apologize about that. Yeah, no worries. Let me know if you can't hear me. Oh, I, I we can hear you fine. It's just the delay is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm used to like speaking and hearing myself and you the interview at the same time. So. But, yo, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about your book. Well, it's named Asa in the Animal Kingdom. And what it is, it's about a a 12-year-old boy who just wakes up in this crazy fantasy place called the Animal Kingdom. And he doesn't know why he was brought there or how to get out. He wants to go back and, and see his mom. And he ends up having to go through uh, these five different rooms uh, to find his way out. And while he does that, he learns a lot about himself, and he also learns about an ancient order of wizards and, called the Order of the Nine, and he ends up dueling it out with a sorcerer as well. So. Cool. Nice. So, um, what inspired you to kind of write something like this, where you know you have a lot of the animals, and I'm guessing they have kind of humanistic char- 
characteristics, or are they kind of like uh, animals like we've seen in like Narnia or something like that? Yeah, good question. So my my thought was I wanted to write a book that was fantasy based first off because I've always been a huge fantasy uh, fan, but also something that's grounded in reality too. So the animals have they're just real animals. Um, in fact, so in the first couple chapters, he he finds out this room he woke up in. There's six different doors and. The first one is named, you know, has exit on there, and he tries to leave, and he can't. And, and so he looks at the other doors, and he sees the words aquarium, terrarium, aviary, safari, and jungle. And so each door leads to a whole different uh, type of kingdom with all these wild animals, right? At first, he can't... Um, at first, he can't communicate with them. It's just like going to... Zoo only there's no fences, and over time he learns to to communicate with them. So my 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 thought was I wanted to write a book that was just entertaining, focused on animals. And I'll tell you, I, I got the motivation from my wife uh, was a elementary teacher for many years. I used to go in and volunteer in her classroom and help her set up the 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 reading corners and all that, and I started to notice all these books were somehow related to animals, and so I just thought, you know, that that really interests me to write something that, you know, is so universal that everybody has a favorite animal, you know? So. Mm-hmm. I really don't know anyone that doesn't have a favorite animal, so yeah, that does work. <laughs> What's your guys' so what favorite is, animal? It, yeah, what is your favorite animal, then? Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> well, uh, I I would probably have to go with giraffe. Um, maybe it's because my I got a boy right now, and he just really seems to like giraffes. Well, he likes just about every animal. But uh, and there's a pair of giraffes in the safari room, which um, I think readers will enjoy. Uh, Hearing what goes on with those giraffes. I also like lions too. I went once to a uh, like an animal preserve and got about three feet away from a lion that thought I was trying to steal its dinner. And when it roared at me, that was just earth shattering. And so that was something I try to convey as well. Some of those reality, you know, those realistic characteristics with the animals. So cool. Nice. So what kind of conflicts are we going to see in this book uh, between, you know, the main character and maybe the animals, or is there a villain in the book? Yeah, yeah, definitely. A uh, big villain. Um, and so this is a trilogy, and the villain's name is Vesuvius. He's the sorcerer I was talking about. Um, and so at first the, the conflict is between Asa and then the different animals that he needs in these wild animal rooms, right? Um, And each room has kind of a different conflict, actually. Like the first room he goes in is uh, the aviary room, and it's a bunch of different puzzles that he has to to, uh, solve to find his way to the next room, essentially. Um, And then the, the next room is the terrarium room, and that has a giant tarantula, human-sized tarantula in there. 
and it's, it's a huge maze as well. Um, and so each, I wanted the setting to provide the conflict as well as the characters, and the characters are both the animals and then uh, the Soviets, the sorcerer. Nice. So uh, what age group would this be appropriate for? You know, that's actually been one of my biggest uh, surprises with the book because I wrote it kind of for the same demographic genre as, like, the Percy Jackson series, you know, where it's aimed more towards, like, 12-year-olds and parents can read it. And what I've, Mm -hmm. like, the overwhelming feedback I've gotten was there's not a demographic which hasn't connected somehow. In fact, I had a parent read it with his, like, four-year-old that night, and he said the four-year-old just loved it, but then he would end up continuing to read after the after the four-year-old went to bed, too. So um, it, it's weird, though. It's a middle-grade book, middle-grade fantasy, which means it's geared towards, like, middle school on up. So. Nice. Well, I mean, it's really great that you've been able to write something that, you know, more than just its targeted audience have been able to connect with. So that, that my, my mind, bodes well for a book. Um, you know, Percy Jackson, you know, a great example that you brought up there is kind of one of those type of books where it was, okay, it's focused for this age group, but, you know, there's kids younger than that that like it, adults like it. I mean, apparently it's popular enough to be made into a movie. Um, twice. twice over, uh, and not only that, yeah. they have some pretty big names that have signed on to it, I mean, especially with this sequel. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, mean, I think that's that's a good point. You know, it, in in general, though, not just about my book, but in general, if you notice, a lot of the books uh, which are being made into pretty successful movies tend to be kind of those middle grade ones. I, I I'm always shy to put my book on the same level as some of these, you know, Rick Riordan novels or, or whatnot. But you know, it's it, that that genre, that demographic of uh, of books definitely appeals to wide audience, and, and that's definitely been my feedback so far. Surprisingly, too, I thought mainly just twelve year olds would like it, and the amount of adults which have really responded. In fact, some of my more rabid uh, readers are adults, which is which is a, a nice surprise. So. so, who would you say would be like your inspiration as an author? Um, for this book specifically? <laughs> well, just in, what, maybe like for who like got you into uh, writing, like what author kind of inspired you or authors? Yeah. You know, I, I, um, gosh, I can't think of the author name, but I can tell you the real series I grew up reading over and over again was the Mist series. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that old yeah, uh, computer yeah. game Mist. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it they, was great they game. had three books. Oh yeah. Oh and addicting, right? I mean just Yes. And and uh and I, I grew up reading those books over and over. When I got married I, I made my wife even read them <laughs> even though they've been out for so long. Anyways and it's something about those I that idea of, I don't know if you guys have read the books, but you know there were all these worlds when, when uh, the characters would put their hand on an open book, you know, and transport them to a whole different world. And I didn't realize it while writing this, but that's something that really just 
that idea stuck with me because as Asa opens every door, he's being transported into a, a completely different world, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an older series, uh, but that would definitely be, be it. It's good inspiration, honestly. I like the video game story, so it makes sense. Yeah, you know, they they talked about for years trying to make those into movies. I don't know if you guys know that. And I guess there's been some difficulties behind the scene. But, man, I tell you, those books are so good. If they could find a way to make them into a movie, that dream come true. But Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Especially, like, you if know, they did it off of the I... first game. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there's been, like reincarnations of it. I haven't played any of the newer ones. Supposedly, like, better graphics. I I don't know what those are like, but the old one, even. I, I should look to see if they have an iPad app. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, but, you know, even then, you know, I mentioned that the idea of those books stuck with me, and I, I'm right now, I, I, I'm right now writing the second book. It's called Asa and the Seven Ancient Wonders. And when people get a copy of uh, of the first book, the first chapter of my second book is included at the very end, kind of as a tease, uh, not tease, but, you know, so letting them know that, you know, there's going to be a second book and it's planned out. And that same idea from those missed books of, of being transported to a different world also is going to be in the second and third ones as well. Cool. Nice. So with the conflict that happens over the first book and the second and the third book, uh, you kind of see Asa, you know, kind of maturing or evolving as a character over that course. <laughs> yeah, good, good, darn good question, because, you know, one of the things I – so there's another element to the first book, and that's time travel, right? I, I decide, you know, wizards have all this power and magic. Uh, they – should be able to time travel, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> and so with the so. second and Yeah. So with the second and third one I, I I kinda thought, you know, do I want these to be, you know, somehow uh aces a little bit older or how's that gonna work? And I decided the second and third ones are gonna be just right after each other. So throughout all of them Asa is still going to be 12 years old, although the time travel does play into the other books as well. Um, I think that's an interesting way of, of broadening the world that's within the book. So, yeah, okay. so he'll, he'll be 12 the entire time. So. so he's going to be 12 the entire time, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's not it's not unheard of. I mean, if you look at uh, what. Uh, the Narnia series, you know, they went into the yeah. la- into the wardrobe and they were one age, even though they aged inside. They when they came back out, they were the same age. So, um, yeah, there's that aspect, and who doesn't love a little bit of time travel? Yeah, that's why yeah, Doctor you know, Who is so famous. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you know that that's the fun thing about introducing time travel um, is. You can, and perhaps I'm teasing, some stuff happens in the second and third book, but he's able to go to different 
points in time, and although maybe he's still 12, he's able to see himself at, at different ages as well, and maybe that would influence his decisions or mm. make the stakes even higher, you know? But the one thing I, I was really adamant about with this first book was um, even though it's a trilogy and and some of the characters make it to the other books, that this still is a closed, complete story, that there's an arc that at the end you feel both some sense of excitement towards the second book, but also feeling resolute with what happened in the first book as well. So. Okay, so um, with that said, is the second and the third book going to kind of be like that, where it's really kind of self-contained, but still part of the overall story? <laughs> you know, it's interesting timing, because I was thinking with the second one, I mean, that I would have an influence from Empire Strikes Back right at the very end. You feel a sense <laughs> of people growing. And, but I just read online today an interview with Josh uh, Whedon that he said he hated the ending to the second book, or the second movie, the Empire Strikes Back, because there was no end. He said all it was is just a, a open chapter waiting for the next installment. So this, this next book of mine is definitely going to have an ending, uh, you know, what it's going to be. Of course, I don't want to spill right now, but let me just say that I've got, you know, the entire oh, the entire arc of each book and then the entire trilogy planned out already. So nice. it's just a matter of finding the time to write it. <laughs> no, so. That's nice. I mean, I, I think I have to kind of, I mean, I love you know, Empire Strikes Back, but, you know, he does bring up a valid point. There's been several books that I've read myself where it doesn't have a finite ending, you know, and it feels like you have to have the next book to really finish that. And sometimes it is a little frustrating because, you know, you have all that buildup, and it's at least nice to see an end to at least the conflict that's going on in that book before moving on to the next one, even if it is kind of a continuation of the same story. So. Oh, totally. That's the most yeah. frustrating thing, you know, is, is when you get, you know, even though it's just a couple hundred pages or whatever, you, you finally get to that final scene wanting a payoff and it doesn't happen. And then you kind of feel like you're being used just to, for the next dollar or whatever it is, um, you know, for, for the next installment, you know, and so, which which you know reminds me of, I'm a huge Lost fan. I don't know about you guys, but you know some people felt that same way, you know, at the end of Lost, and and I definitely want to have a an ending. Of course, it's a ways off until I get to write it, but this first one definitely, you know, when you get to the end, you feel a sense of resolution, but also looking forward what happens next so which is a tough thing to do and hopefully hopefully i pulled that off so nice i mean kind of funny you brought up loss because we we've actually talked about that before where i just feel like i got gypped went through the <laughs> entire the entire process because i i got into it late and you know it was on which netflix watch yeah um 
I think it was six, but I went. It was was it six? I think it went that long. Seven? How long did it go? It went for six seasons. Six. Mm-hmm. So for... yeah, I jumped in. Yeah, I, I went back and watched all of them to catch up to the sixth season. So I, you know, watching yeah. that, getting into it, and then for that ending, I felt like I I was gypped, completely <laughs> and totally gypped. I How so? didn't make it that far. Yeah. I well, I felt gypped after the second season. I'm like, this isn't the same story anymore. But that was yeah. just me. <laughs> Did uh, you know? I couldn't sit here and talk lost all day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, but what I thought was because I actually, you know, I the more I go back and read my own book, I start to think, wow, I've I obviously watched Lost quite a bit and theorized about that show because I think there's some undertones that motivated some of the plot structure a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, it's interesting. I went back and rewatched it last season recently, and I I found myself, instead of wanting to, like, stick up for the show, like after it first aired, I found myself saying, yeah, the plot itself was a letdown. The character arcs, though, I thought was really good. It's just unfortunate I wasn't watching for the characters. I was watching for the plot instead, you know. But, yeah. Well, with that said, do you, you know, kind of rereading back over your books and that, have you caught yourself where you've like, wait a minute, that kind of reminds me of this show or this movie or maybe a book that you've read? Yeah, totally. I mean, the the I didn't even realize it when I was doing it, too. In fact, sometimes when I'd write, I would avoid certain things because I didn't want to be like another wizard book or, you know, whatnot. But the, um, just for example, like talking about Lost again, my character starts at the very beginning with just waking up. And that's how Lost opens. I didn't realize that when I wrote it. But interestingly enough, I was reading the other day on like most cliched ways to start off a novel. And believe it or not, waking up is, you know, with, not knowing where you are is right up there, which, you know, I disagree with because I, I don't think it's how you start it, it's what you do with it. Like, what drew people into Lost was the mythology and the characters, what they did after that first event of waking up on the beach, you know. And so that's something I end up doing in my book too. But, oh, yeah, I mean, how can, how can you avoid, you know, having influences affect your book. Like I mentioned, there's that giant tarantula, right? What, what's that from? Can you name a movie with the giant tarantula? Harry Potter. <laughs> a giant tarantula. And, uh, I mean, there's eight-legged freaks. Yeah, that's another There's one. <laughs> Home Alone that has a giant tarantula. Uh, Lord of the Rings, right? I mean... I, oh, I, well, yeah, there's Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough to avoid. And, and, you know, I I certainly don't want it to sound like it's cliche, cause I, I, but it's interesting when I go back, I'd be like, you know, they, it's, it's like a conglomerate of a lot of different influences. And in the end, it just tells its own story, and it, it seemed to have, uh, you know, gotten a lot of positive feedback from readers. So. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Oh yeah, it was just it was kind of fading out there and it was oh. getting a little choppy, so. 
It was weird. Now now we can hear you clear just fine, so um, Awesome. I I was just saying, yeah, you know, it's tough to avoid influences. Uh you know, and hopefully it's it's more of what you make with those influences rather than how obvious the influences are. But, so. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> so what would be your favorite part of this first book? Okay, so the the question I I love asking my readers and is what's your favorite room, right? Mm-hmm. I mentioned there's five different rooms and it's kind of like walking into a zoo and you know they section zoos off by you know what type of animals and safari and jungle and all that stuff. Yeah. And my books a lot like that. I've gotten a lot of like <laughs> zoo lovers loving my book. Anyway, so my favorite question is What's your favorite room? And with me, I've realized that it it really just depends on my mood. Um, But in general, um, I think it's the probably the last room he goes in, which is the jungle room. Um, It's full of monkeys and apes and uh, orangutans, and it's where he learns about this ancient order of wizards called the Order of the Nine, right? And that plays into the plot, and it plays in it to the war against Vesuvius. Um, but in that, he, well, I don't like giving stuff away, but I just I just really like this part of the book. He, there's a giant anaconda snake, which terrifies all the monkeys and they always live up in the tree because the threat of this giant anaconda snake and um, Asa finds himself having just been swallowed by an anaconda snake and then while he's inside a silverback gorilla comes and rips it open to pull him out now I totally spoiled a part of the book it's not the main part but I just thought when I was writing it that's the darn coolest thing to have a gorilla tear open an anaconda snake after they've been battling. <laughs> wow, so just with that you're gonna you're gonna win bonus points from a guy named Joe. I mean <laughs> he, whenever he gets excited his catchphrase is where can I find a a gorilla to high five? I, he he's got to sing with gorillas, so yeah, right there. He's he hears about this. He's gonna be wishing he was on doing this interview. Ha ha Awesome. <laughs> It's lost. lost. But no, it really sounds like a fun book. Uh, You know, everyone can relate to animals. um, And where you have it kind of segregated between different doors that you have access to different animals and the plot line changes kind of seems to evolve as he's navigating through these doors. It's just, it's really interesting uh, the way you're going with that. So, Yeah, thanks. You know, I didn't want to write a book unless I had something new to do. You know, that... I don't want to knock other books, but some stuff I, I just feel like it's kicking the same wheel. And, and with me, I it it kind of came to me quickly the plot for this book. But I just I thought it'd be a great way to attract an audience and just a fun. Like I said, my 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 goal with this book was more than anything else just to write a fun book. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't set out wanting to write a book about animals or about um, wizards, but 
those elements just naturally got played in. So yeah, thanks for the the compliment. No, no problem. Now, where can our listeners find a copy of this book? Or has it been released yet? It has. Okay. I made the bold decision. Uh, some people try and hide this, but I'm, I, I don't. I made the bold decision to self-publish. Uh, so it is available uh, on the Amazon store, um, both in paperback and in ebook. In fact, Today I just lowered my ebook price from 4.99 to 99 cents just because you guys were cool enough to have me on. It'll be at that um, through the end of the week, uh, through Sunday. Nice. So yeah, they can do that. Also, if they go to my website, uh, they can see if you, they happen to be located in Utah. I have a list of uh, bookstores which are carrying it in paperback. Uh, my website is. KyleShoop.com, K-Y-L-E-S-H-O-O-P.com. So. Very nice. So if you guys want a copy of this book on ebook, uh, go out there now. I mean, it's it's ninety nine cents just till Sunday. So that's that's amazing. That's really good deal. So I have another yeah. question for you. Um, yeah. uh-huh. Do you have plans for other book series in the near future? Well, besides ASA and the ASA series, you know, every now and then I, I think of a different, uh, you know, a different idea. Like I've I've been interested to write maybe uh, like a horror series, but um, honestly, right now I'm just trying to get the ASA series done with what time uh, I can afford uh, personally. <laughs> so, and I'm hoping to get out the second book here uh, within a year um, that what, what I'm finding with the second one is it's like I said it's called Asa and the Seven Ancient Wonders so with the first mm-hmm. book the setting was animals right that's the setting but the, the plot is focused on wizards with the second one the setting is um, different worlds where the each world has one of the Seven Ancient Wonders of the World, right? Like the pyramids and mm-hmm. gardens. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I paid very good attention back in school <laughs> to some of this stuff. So it's taken me quite a bit of time to research um, some of that. Because and, and, really, I, I, I want each book to still be based in fact, but mm-hmm. not bore the readers with the, with the fact. So, yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. Well, um so if they so they can go to your website to find out where those books are available in Utah and I'm assuming that's the same place they can find out more information about upcoming books or email you themselves. Uh is there any other locations they can find you at, like maybe Facebook or Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, thanks. There's a there's a Facebook page, um, just facebook.com slash Asa in the Animal Kingdom. Uh, yeah, really just my website, kylestreet.com. Uh, also on the website, there's a uh, – you can read the first two chapters for free. So, you know, give it a read, and hopefully within that time I've drawn people in. And it's really just a buck, you know, so hopefully – 
you're interested at all, just do the end of the week if that's that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it for right now. So. Okay. Well, that's all. Great. So uh, for those of you out there listening, uh, check it out, kyleshoop.com. Go there. Or go to the Amazon store and you can pick up a paperback copy of this book. Or, like I said, up until Sunday, he's offering the ebook up to 99 cents for you, which is a great deal. Uh, and it's a fun little book. So, um, is there anything else you want to plug real quickly before we let you go? Uh, no, I appreciate it. You know, I just uh, really enjoy hearing back from readers, too. So, if they go back, either the Facebook or, or to my website, they can I like I said, I just love hearing what people's favorite rooms were and why and and uh yeah, so hope they enjoy. Okay. Well thanks for coming on the show tonight. Yeah. Thank you. And uh you know uh just let us know when the next book comes out and we'll be more than happy to bring you back on the show to talk about it. Awesome. Hey I appreciate it guys. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Have a great night. Alright, bye. Bye. All right, that was Kyle Shoup talking about his book, uh, Asa and the Animal Kingdom. So as you heard it, if you can go out to Amazon right now, you can pick it up for 99 cents up till this Sunday, which is what? – what is this Sunday? That's a good question. Uh, today's the 22nd, so um, yeah. See, the 23rd, this is how awesome I Yep, the 25th. So you have up until the 25th to pick that up for 99 cents. After that, it jumps back up to uh, 4.99, or you can pick up a paperback copy of it. Um, it is sounds like a fun little book uh, for you know children and adults alike. So, with that said, this uh, wraps up our mini boss. Uh, keep uh, pay attention to the website. It's going to be changing. There's going to be lots of fun stuff as well as we're making a lot of posts from things that happened while at Gen Con as well as game reviews. Because let's face it, I have a giant stack of games I still have to go through, and more to come that have not arrived yet. I can hide um, behind them. Yeah, so uh, keep paying attention to the Facebook, Google+, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Tell your friends about us. Uh, and uh, as always, tune into the show uh, every Monday night, 6 to 8, as well as you'll be seeing a lot more uh, mini bosses probably showing up just because, let's face it, we're running out of space. So, uh, and we love you guys. Yes, we do. So uh, tune in Monday. We will have author Jay Posey on the show talking about his new book. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. So also that following the following week after that is uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. So we'll be at that and there will be a lot of stuff going on there. Um, we're probably not going to have a show on the 2nd of September because it's Labor Day and we probably all want a break. And yeah, so we'll probably have a best of or something going on there. Anyways, uh, as always, check us out. DentralCallersRadio.com, Monday 6 to 8, or if you want to stop in live and you're in the Salt Lake area, you can always drop by at Epic Puzzles and Games, our sponsor home, and uh, yeah, the place where we reside. Uh, until next week, uh, this is Revan. And this is Chris the intern. Yeah, I realize we never said that at the beginning. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll be late. back <laughs> Monday. Have a good one. <laughs>